Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Andre Reed, 2014 Pro Football Hall of Famer, and you are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, this is Trey Hendrickson, defensive end for the New Orleans Saints, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, this is Micah Kaiser, linebacker for the LA Rams, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Washington guard Wes Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Eric Harris, safety for the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you and my co-host, NFL defensive tackle, Jarrell Worthy. And Now, last week, I did not have a podcast due to uh, an illness I had and travel plans and all that stuff. So it's good to be back on the podcast, Jarrell. I mean, this is a bizarre week of the NFL. Week number 12, considering the Steelers and Ravens, that game is postponed for a third time to play tomorrow early afternoon. We're going to give a little bit of a preview in that game, Jarrell. But first things first, man, how are you doing? Bro, I'm doing excellent on this great afternoon. Um, I want you to make clear for the fans, bro, you didn't have COVID, so they don't send like a boatload and truckload of like roses and all that stuff, bro. Just make sure you clarify that stuff for the fans. You just had a regular cold. It was just mild. It was regular, regular cold, bro. So just, in- <laughs> just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No need to worry or panic. I just got over a cold, a common cold. Uh, I already com- got the medicines in there, feeling better behind the mic for a podcast. So no worries out there. It's good to be back. Just getting my voice back to where it needs to be, Jarrell. But you know how it goes, man. We're gonna keep it. <laughs> we're gonna keep it rolling right here and. I know one of the headlines for today's show, you were pretty happy about it based on what you commented on Instagram. The Lions fired Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn. 
on Saturday. So they were fired on their off day. So how relevant is that for the Detroit Lions? <laughs> so, Jarrell, you and I, man, we talked a lot about Matt Patricia. We knew that this was eventually going to come. Patricia's record was 13-29-1 since taking over as the Lions coach in 2018. And Quinn had been the team's GM since 2016. And the Lions were 31-43-1 during his rocky tenure. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm uh, I'm excited, man, you know, for the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, obviously ownership isn't excited because they obviously – have to continue to keep paying these coaches, even though they fire them, they are paying these coaches up until their contracts are over with, which is uh, very unfortunate if you're an owner. But as far as the players' perspective, man, I mean, you know, these guys are very excited. I think I, I think a lot of guys really um, were were very uh, looking forward to this this transition that the Lions are making. I think that the the organization really tried to do things the Patriot way. I mean, the Lions were desperate, man. Like you have to understand, they haven't had a winning season in in, in over a decade, and so you have to you have to take into account, um, you know, where they were standing at as an organization. And so they tried to pull some pieces out their hat with Patricia and also with Quinn, um, as well as the strength coach with uh, Coach Harold, as well as the nutritionist and everything like that. They brought along the entire almost uh, uh, New England staff to Detroit, and so. Um, we, we, we just basically come to realize that the Patriot way, uh, didn't work this time around. <laughs> and it seems like a lot of the players, man, I'm looking at Eric Ebron, Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, all those guys were trolling Matt Patricia on social media after he was fired. And again, there are a lot of players, former players in particular that have been very outspoken about how Patricia did not rub them the right way when they were in Detroit. So that just speaks volumes, Jarrell, about how players responded and reacted toward Matt Patricia. I mean, it says it all when you got players out there laughing about Matt Patricia being fired as well as Bob Quinn. So certainly the culture there in Detroit was toxic. Well, I just think you you have to understand that, uh, you know, coming from New England, coming from a winning organization, you honestly think that you have some type of power. Uh, you think that, uh, you know, the program in which you've uh, been successful in is going to work with other players. And uh, and realistically, it's just not like that. Like, yeah, as a head coach, man, as a guy in a position, um, even from a GM perspective, you got to know the personality of your locker room. You got to know whether or not it's a young team. Uh, that needs uh, some some veteran leadership around it, or you have a room full of vets that just kind of needs uh, 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 the right head coach to fuel them in the right direction in order to get their priorities together. And so, you know, realistically, man, like I said, the, the Lions were pulling straws when they hired, you know, Patricia and Quinn. Um, you know, he had success under Bell Belichick, but you have to understand, man, it's not a lot of, um, a, a lot, all mostly, um, most of the guys that leave New England, leave that that house up on the hill, man, they haven't had the necessarily the best success um, in other places. So uh, it just, he just you can just add Patricia and Quinn to the list. Yeah, so now moving on to a team in the AFC, Jarrell. And this was on Sunday. The Jaguars fired GM Dave Caldwell after a third consecutive season of double-digit losses. Caldwell had been the Jaguars' GM since January of 2013 and had presided over 
only one winning season. The Jaguars were 39-86 and in his tenure and have lost 10 or more games in every season under Caldwell except for that 2017 season when they went to the AFC title game. So they lost to the Browns 27-25 on Sunday. Jacksonville's 1-10, Jarrell. So owner Shad Khan told that coach Doug Marone and his staff that they are safe through the end of the 2020 season. So I think the writing's on the wall there. I'm more than positive that they will be moving on from Doug Marone after the season. They currently have the number two overall pick in the draft. So a clear path to uh, what looks to be Justin Fields. So the franchise quarterback, it looks like he's their guy at this point, unless the Jets somehow pull off some wins, which I don't think that's the case. Jacksonville will be picking second in the 2021 NFL Draft. So that's another organization that did not want to waste any more time in making a change at the top. Well, I, I, I mean, obviously, man, the, the, the Jaguars' performance has been subpar for a number of years. Um, they tried to buy their way into the AFC South when they acquired all of those uh, high and heavy uh, big-time free agents uh, to bolster their defense. Um, then you have opportunity. They draft Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and then, you know, they bring over uh, A.J. Bouye over from, um, from, from the Houston Texans in a major deal and, and, and gave out just a lot of money all over the place. And, and they have to – they and obviously it's, it's just been very, uh, very bad for them as a team. And I just think that um, they have to find somebody that knows the team, like I said before, um, that's going to come in and figure out what these guys uh, – what they have in the locker room and have to build around that. The number two overall pick is obviously a great start. Uh, there's some great quarterbacks this upcoming this year, man, that you probably want to take a look at. Uh, but otherwise, man, I definitely think that the Jaguars have um, with the with a high draft pick uh, and they have some pieces to work around within their organization. They're going to have to uh, find a way to get better. Their offensive line isn't bad. Uh, their receivers on the outside is bad or aren't aren't the best, uh, but their defense is just very subpar. So the Jaguars joined the Lions in a little bit of an early house cleaning at the top. And so we're going to go ahead and segue into an underappreciated storyline of Week 12. Now we know Week 12 has not concluded because the Ravens and Steelers play tomorrow. But from what we've seen from Sunday's action and last Thursday for Thanksgiving, I want to highlight an underappreciated storyline. It could be a coach, a player, a team. So, Jarrell, what is one storyline that you don't think is getting enough love as we prepare for week number 13? Well, realistically, for me, uh, speaking of all the people that have come up under Bill Belichick, I want to give a shout-out and an underappreciated shout-out to Bill Belichick. I mean, like, realistically, you know, you have the New England Patriots. They've been on a two-game winning streak over the last couple weeks. They've won games in which we thought that they were going to simply get dominated in. They beat a good Arizona Cardinals team yesterday. And realistically, if I give you the statistics, they won without having thrown a touchdown pass. Um, The the starting quarterback threw two interceptions. There was no 100-yard rusher. They got out. Uh, they got out coached in probably every position: passing yards, total yards, rushing yards, uh, sacks allowed, third down efficiency, and they still found a way to win the game, man. So my shout out goes to Bill Belichick, um, being able to continue uh, to coach games through the terrible situation he has to deal with in New England. 
Yeah, that was interesting, man. And it's funny because the Patriots have kind of been an up-and-down team. One week, they look like a contending team in the AFC, and you're like, wait a second, we cannot count this team out. And then one week, they look atrocious, like against the Jets on uh, Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. We're like, man, this team is really bad. They've hit rock bottom. So credit to Bill Belichick you know, for keeping his players fighting through it all. And again, coming away with a big-time victory over an NFC wildcard team in the Arizona Cardinals. So that is well-deserved for Bill Belichick. But, Jarrell, here's my underappreciated storyline, and it's the Cleveland Browns moving to 8-3. and three. I know that everything that's going on in the AFC North with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens and the COVID cases and, of course, Pittsburgh stealing the limelight because they're undefeated. But nobody's talking about the Cleveland Browns moving to 8-3. and three. I know that their win against Jacksonville wasn't all that impressive. But, of course, they were without some star players in Miles Garrett, who, by the way, was just activated from the COVID list today. And then Pro Bowl corner Denzel Ward was also missing for the Cleveland Browns. But, Jarrell, when you look at the numbers, all right, I mean, Cleveland's 12 straight years finishing under 500 was tied for the second longest in NFL history. Only the Buccaneers from 1983 to 1996 had a longer stretch of consecutive losing seasons. And how about this, man? They're 8-3. and three. They're now assured of a 500 season with just five games left to play. And how about head coach Kevin Stefanski? You know, it's the best start by a Browns first-year head coach since 1963, Blanton Collier. So, GM Andrew Barry, Stefanski, they're doing something right, Jarrell, in Cleveland. I know Baker Mayfield has been up and down, but he did complete a four-straight game without an interception. So, right now, it's game management because when you have the best-ranked rushing attack with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which, by the way, They're averaging 161.4 yards per game with a 5.0 yards per carry average. So when you have that on offense, Baker Mayfield doesn't have to do too much. The Cleveland Browns, I'm going to show them some love on this podcast. Yeah, you got to give your hat off to them. But I also, you know, would understand that, you know, Kevin Stefanski inherited a phenomenal uh, group on paper. And like I said before, it comes about to knowing your your personalities went to the locker room and, and guys to, to structure those guys headed in the right direction. So I definitely give a shout out to Kevin Stefanski um, and their coaching staff and their continued success. Uh, but they have, they have everything that they needed. They've always had it ever since last year. They just needed somebody to help uh, push them in the right direction. All right. Now we're going to move on to that game preview that I teased at the beginning of the show, the Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers this game is finally going to be played it appears right we cannot speak too soon but 3 40 p.m eastern time on wednesday afternoon how bizarre is that jarrell the COVID outbreak in baltimore led to this game being postponed three times it was supposed to be played on thursday night then it was moved to tuesday now it's on wednesday we understand that baltimore is going to be without a lot of players but i am hearing that J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram will be eligible to play tomorrow coming off that COVID list. Lamar Jackson is out for Pittsburgh. James Connors, Stephon Tuitt, they're still out as well. So it'll be Robert Griffin against Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you like in this game? Come on, man. You know who I like in this game. I'm rolling with 
Big Ben. I'm rolling with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Although um, Big Ben is is literally at the bottom half of the NFL statistically wise, um, he continues to manage their offense effectively, and they continue to put up points. Um, and their defense, man, I know that uh, RG3 is a turnover machine, and I'm just going to roll with uh, I'm going to roll with with uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, being able to create a lot of turnovers. And I think they have an opportunity to win 27 to 13. Man, that's crazy. Our scores are almost right on. I'm going with the Steelers as well. 27 to 10, though. We all know what it is. They're playing in Pittsburgh. That defense, they're still pretty strong. They haven't lost a whole lot of players other than to it. They got Isaiah Bugs off the COVID list yesterday, so he'll be back. But yeah, without Lamar Jackson, and of course, even if Dobbins and Ingram do play, they haven't been at the team facility, they haven't practiced, so I like Pittsburgh to win 27-10. to We'll see how that one unfolds, Jarrell, but let's get right into week number 13. So we're going to turn the page now, because mm-hmm. we got some big-time showdowns on Sunday, Jarrell Browns, Titans, both of these teams are 8-3 and three in what should be a heavyweight affair. We know the Browns are going to have Miles Garrett back on defense. The Titans coming off that dominant performance against the Colts on Sunday. Derrick Henry could not be stopped. Man, I'm going to have to go with the Titans here, Jarrell. I mean, I've picked them pretty much all season long. Mike Vrabel has this team Turning that corner, they went into a little bit of a slump when all that COVID issue came upon them a couple of months ago. But man, Derrick Henry is looking phenomenal again. He just racked up another massive performance, 178 yards, three touchdowns, and A.J. Brown on the outside. I like the Browns a lot as I just gave him some love earlier on the podcast, but I just can't pick against Tennessee at this point, Jarrell, so Give me Tennessee over Cleveland, 27 to 17. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Titans as well. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring game. Uh, although I'm still going to give, I'm still going to give the edge to the Titans. Um, I think, I think they're going to win 31 to 24 uh, on a few reasons. Um, experience, uh, being in this position uh, more often than the Browns have been in this position. Uh, having a better running attack, having the, I wouldn't necessarily say. The better, um, you know, Nick Jump is a hell of a running back, but we're just talking about a guy that's been there before in these types of situations, knowing what he means to his football team. Uh, I'm just going to roll with Derrick Henry in this situation. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill over Baker Mayfield, man. I, I think um, when a push comes to shove, I like Ryan Tannehill's decision-making over Baker Mayfield, so this is why I go 31-24. Raiders at Jets. The Raiders got spanked by the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. That was not an outcome that many of us expected. They're 6-5 and five now, trying to stay in playoff. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Contention, they'll play those 0-11 New York Jets and Adam Gase, Sherell. I know you love Adam Gase. So are you going to roll with them Jets this week? Bro, you know I'm not rolling with the Jets. I wanna, I'm going to roll... Uh, I'm going to roll with the Raiders. I think they're going to come out be dominant. They have to get themselves back on track, so I look forward to watching that. Um, and they're, they they're going to be physical. I think that they're going to be physical because they got their behinds whooped last week. Uh, and so I, I like the Raiders, um, and I like them to be dominant, man, 34 to 10. It seems like every team that comes off an ugly loss and they have the Jets on the schedule, it just seems like it's a, an automatic rebound performance against the Jets, and that's exactly what's going to be the case for the Las Vegas Raiders. I like them to win big 31-16 over the Jets. They're going to dominate the rushing attack, even if Josh Jacobs, for some reason, who's battling that ankle injury. If he can't go, Devontae Booker will step in and perform at a high level. This is a big-time opportunity for John Gruden and the Raiders to get back on track. So I like Vegas in that game. Now Jaguars at Vikings, Jacksonville 1-10, Vikings 5-6. They're still trying to stay afloat in that NFC playoff picture, Jarrell. I like Minnesota to win this game 26-13 for obvious reasons. The Jacksonville Jaguars just aren't very good, especially now they're starting Mike Glennon. And Minnesota is a dangerous team when they're firing in all cylinders. Dalvin Cook, he was banged up a little bit last week, but he's not expected to miss any time. 827 total yards, Jarrell, over the past five games for Dalvin Cook. Look for him to keep it going on Sunday. Minnesota 26-13 over Jacksonville. Yeah, we have similar scores in this one. Uh, I'm going to roll with Minnesota 24-10. to uh, I just think that they have an opportunity to get themselves back on track. They got beat up uh, a little bit and embarrassed last week. And, um, you know, and I, and I, I mean, and I think that, you know, even though that they won, they were getting dominated throughout uh, the game primarily. And so I'm going to still roll with the Vikings to get themselves back on track offensively, defensively, and to have a more impressive victory this uh, this weekend, um, um, more than a, a late game field goal. So I'm going to roll with these guys 24 to 10. Bengals at Dolphins. Dolphins 7-4, and four, so they're rolling and headed in the right direction after another victory. I like Miami all day, every day. We don't know who's going to be starting yet because Tua is dealing with that left thumb injury. And Coach Brian Flores said, hey, he's not going to rush him back. And even if it's Fitz Magic, I like him to get the job done. It doesn't matter. The Bengals clearly are in a quarterback dilemma. When Joe Burrow went down, they've turned to Brandon Allen and They weren't able to knock off the Giants at home. They're going to have a tough one against that Miami defense. Give me the Dolphins to win 27-10 over Cincinnati. Yeah, I like their defense to come out and be uh, highly competitive and very impressive. 
Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter whether whether Tua or Fitzmagic is behind the, the line of scrimmage. I think um, that Brian Flores knows what's at stake as far as uh, their stake, their place in the division um, with New England crawling on their heels and Buffalo still out there in reach. And so I think that these guys, these guys are going to be very competitive and I'm, I'm going to uh, roll with a score of uh, 31 to 13. We have a little bit more of an intriguing matchup here in the AFC South. The Colts 7-4 coming off that loss to the Tennessee and the Texans, who've done a lot of winning since Bill O'Brien was fired. They're 4-7, and seven, coming off a nice win over the Lions on Thanksgiving. But Jarrell, last night, two Texan starters, Bradley Roby and Will Fuller, suspended for six games because of a PED violation. That doesn't help, especially when Randall Cobb's on IR. They just cut Kenny Stills. So... All that's left there at receiver, it almost seems like, is Brandon Cooks. I almost am tempted to go with Houston because they've been playing good football, but the Colts are going to get DeForest Buckner back, who was out because he's on the COVID list, and he's a huge part of what that Indianapolis defense is. So I'm going to take the Colts to win this game, but by a slim margin, 27-24 over the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Colts as well, man. They know with it, what's at stake um, as far as keeping pace in this division. Um, they got thumped last week when it came, well, when the Tennessee Titans came into town. And so uh, I, they have to find themselves, uh, you know, reeling on the ropes and they have to bounce back. And so I'm going to roll with the Colts as well. I think that they are going to run the football and their defense is going to have a way to, to contain Deshaun Watson. Um, so I'm going to roll with Phillip Rivers, man. Hopefully he doesn't let me down. I'm going to roll with them 29-13. Uh, to 13. Lions at Bears, NFC North matchup, Jarrell, Lions and the Bears, man. It has uh, been pretty atrocious for both of those teams the last several weeks. And we saw on primetime, Mitchell Trubisky got a start, didn't look very good. Green Bay absolutely walloped them on national TV. And we're still not sure if Nick Foles is going to be healthy for this game. So Mitchell Trubisky could be making a second start. We'll see. So uh, this game, man, I think it's going to be a battle of field goals, basically. So I'm going to take the Bears to win an ugly, sloppy game at home just because of that defense, 20-16. to 16. Yeah, I think it's going to be actually even a closer game than uh, – well, I wouldn't necessarily say closer game. Um, I mean, I think the Lions are going to be kicking field goals a lot, and the Bears are going to be as well. I think that they're going to find a way. Uh, to get a defensive touchdown. So I'm going to roll with them and a score of 17-9. Uh, Saints at Falcons. Oh, well, the Saints are 2-0 since Taysom Hill has taken over for the injured Drew Brees, although he's doing a lot of running the Falcons, man. I mean, Raheem Morris, since he took over as intermet coach, it looks like he's lit a spark in that organization because they're playing some good football right now. So this could be maybe a trap game for the Saints, but I'm not quite going to buy into that idea, Jarrell, because the Saints defensively are making big-time strides. I know they went against a quarterback-less Broncos team. Kendall Hinton, a rookie, called up from the practice squad, played college ball at Wake Forest, but we all know how it is. It wasn't really a fair game, but I like the Saints either way, Jarrell. This is a team that's firing on all cylinders. They've won eight consecutive games, but I like them in a close one to Atlanta. So give me the Saints 23-17 over Atlanta. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I know, you know, uh, when I'm looking at it, you know, the Falcons had a very impressive win last week. Uh, you know, most teams in the NFL always do for those. And so I just think that the Falcons had their day. 
Um, but the Saints, you know, run this division. And so I'm going to still stick with the Saints to be very competitive uh, and and uh, and dominate this team. And I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to take this, uh, the Saints 34 to 26. Giants, the NFC East leading New York Giants will travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks who just knocked off the Eagles on Monday Night Football 8-3. This is a Seattle team that now is gunning for maybe a top spot in the NFC. We'll see if they can contend for that, but they're at home. I know the Giants have been playing some better football. Daniel Jones is unlikely to play on Sunday. It'll be Colt McCoy. Either way, I'm always going to roll with Russell Wilson in this matchup against the Giants, so I like Seattle, Jarrell, 34-20 in what should be a nice offensive outing from Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. I look for a bounce-back game from him after being shut down against Philadelphia. Yeah, man. I mean, they, you know, those guys were, you know, primarily invisible other than DK Metcalf. And, I mean, shout-out to Russell Wilson again. He continues to put up these MVP type of numbers. Um, and just extending plays, man. The offense in Seattle, there's not a lot of playmakers over there other than DK um, and, and maybe Chris Carson when he decides to get uh, get going. Um, so I'm going to roll with the Seahawks in this one again. I think that they're going to be highly competitive. Um, I'm going to roll with them 27-13. to 13. Rams at Cardinals, Drill. This is a big game for playoff positioning in that NFC West. Both teams coming off a loss in week number 12. Jarrell, who are you going to roll with here? I'm going to roll with the Rams because they've been there before. Um, you know, both of them look very subpar. I think they kind of overlooked um, in, in contention for this game. Um, and I like the Rams in this one, man. I like uh, McVay to be able to be uh, persuasive in how he goes about his offensive uh, game planning. And I just think that these guys are going to be very uh, effective on defense. So I just like I like the Rams. I like Aaron Donald. And I like these guys to pull out a close one, though, um, 37 to 31. You mentioned the defensive dominance for the Rams, and that's exactly why I, too, am going with the Rams to knock off Arizona. Aaron Donald once again wreaking havoc in the backfield. I look for him to be dominant again against that Arizona team that's reeling right now. Cliff Kingsbury has been out of sorts when it comes to managing the game offensively. They've been stagnant at times. I like for McVay and his squad to bounce back, win a big-time road game in the division, 33-30. to I look for it to be an exciting game, but L.A., I believe, will come out on top. Now we'll move to the next game here on Week 13 slate, the Patriots. Five and six at the Chargers. Three and eight. Jarrell, this is a Patriots team. They are still lingering around in that wild card playoff contention. So, are you going to roll with them to get it done over LA? Yeah, I'm going to roll with Bill here, man. I, and I think, um, you know, Anthony Lynn, they're going to have a, a very exciting game plan. But I just think that Bill realizes where he needs to be um, in order to, to be in contention in this division. So, I'm gonna. I think that they're gonna pull out a close one, man. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be nasty, but it's gonna be a close one, bro. And I think it's gonna be um, 21 to 17. Man, we have very similar scores, except this is my upset special week number 13. 
the Chargers, as I mentioned, the Patriots have kind of been up and down. They show some flashes where you're thinking, man, this team could really make the playoffs. I think this is going to be a down game for New England. The Chargers, they're 3-8. and eight. You know they need to win if they want to save Anthony Lynn's job right now. They are trending downward. But I'm going to take them because Justin Herbert, man, I mean, the things he's been able to accomplish, nine starts, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns to just seven interceptions. I like this to be a close game. But I'm going to roll with the Chargers here, 24-17. to And Joey Bosa has been dominant for L.A., so I look for him to be an impact player yet again against Cam Newton on Sunday. So next game, Eagles at Packers. This is going to be a bloodbath, man. I mean, the Eagles look really bad, as really the rest of the NFC East does. Packers, they are playing at a high level. Aaron Rodgers, MVP candidate. You know, this is a simple game to pick here, Jarrell. I'm taking Green Bay 34-17 to in what should be a lopsided affair. I actually, I'm actually going to think it's going to be a closer game than what people are going to give them credit for. These are, the, these are two teams that are kind of similar in the offensive scheme. And so I think that the defense and the, and the, the Eagles are going to be more competitive than what people give them credit for. Um, although I'm still going to roll with the uh, Green Bay Packers in the score 31-24. to Broncos at Chiefs. This is Sunday night football on NBC. Broncos 4-7. and seven. We know the dilemma they had to deal with with the quarterbacks being unavailable. They'll have Drew Locke back, but the Chiefs, they're 10-1. and one. They pulled off another victory against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like them to get the job done, Jarrell. I'm not sure this Denver defense can hold for four quarters, although they have been playing some promising ball. But Kansas City will get the job done 30-20. to 20. I'm going to roll with Kansas City as well. I think they're in playoff contention and they're ready to roll. So I'm going to roll with these guys as well. Um, 37 to 20. Now we go to Monday's football games. Washington 4-7 and seven, right at the top of the division along with the Giants at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to predict two games for the Steelers and Ravens just because of the timing of this episode. I like Pittsburgh to win this game. 23 to 13. That Washington front seven is the real deal, though, so they may hang in there a little bit. But Pittsburgh has too much firepower on offense, and their defense is just as dominant, so they'll be able to shut down Alex Smith as well. So, 10 point victory, 23 13 for the Steel Crew. Yeah, I'm going to roll the Steel Curtain as well, man. It's playoff time, bro. They know what's up, and I, and I know at the end of the day, that first round buy is in reach for these guys, and they know what it needs to get done. Um, and they know they also understand that Kansas City is right on their heels, so they can't have a slip up as well. And so I think at the end of the day, the Steelers know what's going on. And I look for these guys to be dominant uh, and, and to be dominant in this game uh, as well. I'm going to go with 34 to 13. The second game of Monday Night Football's doubleheader, the Bills and the 49ers. Niners with that impressive win over the Rams. They've now swept L.A. Rams the last couple of years. The Bills got that victory over the Chargers 8 and 3. As much as I want to go with the Niners to play that underdog card, I'm not. The Bills have been able to string together some impressive performances. Josh Allen and that offense, Stephon Diggs, they're going in the right direction as well. Brian DeBall, a lot of credit to him for calling good offensive plays. So Buffalo, I like them to get it done 28-17 to over San Francisco. Yeah, I like Buffalo in primetime. I like them in the sunny 
in the, in the uh, sunny California, and I like them to dominate, man. Um, like I said before, they got to stay ahead of the sticks uh, when it comes to this division because the Dolphins are right there on their tail. So I'm going to roll with these guys uh, 21 to 13. And to close out week number 13 on a Tuesday night, it's my Dallas Cowboys taking on the Baltimore Ravens. And you know what, Jarrell? Lamar Jackson is going to be cleared as most of the other players who are on the COVID list. So for the Cowboys' luck, it's not going to be as fortunate. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with Baltimore big in this game, 35-17. The Cowboys, they gave us a little glimmer of hope, and then they did not show up on Thanksgiving. They laid an egg to the Washington football team. Right now, it's hard to trust this Cowboys squad, especially now they're without Zach Martin, one of their all-pro guards for the foreseeable future. And we all know Baltimore is a dominant defense. So, yeah, Ravens big time, 35-17. Well, you already know that I'm rolling with the Ravens, bro. I think that they, I mean, they're going to get their heads thumped over the last uh, next couple of weeks, uh, especially with this Pittsburgh game and not having many players. So why not take it out on the Dallas Cowboys, bro? I think they're going to win 34 to 20, and I just think they're going to be dominant. Man, I'm shocked. I thought you would go with the Cowboys. I know you're a Cowboys fan secretly, Drill, so. I am not going with the Cowboys, man. You know I'm not going with the Cowboys, man. Hey, man, I'm just checking in, bro. I'm just checking in. Come on now, bro. You know I'm not going with the Cowboys, man. Hey, big trust. Big trust. <laughs> hey, how about them Cowboys? I'll get that in there. We'll see You know how that game unfolds on Tuesday. Not very optimistic as a Cowboys fan. But anyways, that does it for week number 13 of the NFL season. That's going to be coming up this weekend. Of course, we got football tomorrow early afternoon. If you're working, stream it live on that NFL mobile and if you're at home, great. You can enjoy it as well. But Jarrell, again, man, I appreciate you making the time to join the podcast today. We're shifting things around a little bit, but everything is still good. Blessings to you, man, and uh, looking forward to seeing some more football this week. Man, I'm so excited, bro. You know, the closer we get to the playoffs, the better the competition, the more that uh, teams that aren't going to make the playoffs are trying to knock other teams off. So I'm very excited. Uh, Thank you again for bringing me on the podcast and uh, continue to stay safe out there, bro. Let's keep going. All right, brother. Take care and blessings. Stay safe as well. Yes, sir. You too, bro. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.